0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestle Horror. And greetings, viewers and listeners. Meat Hook Jim here for the n- another episode of the Wrestle Horror Podcast. And joining me as always is Donnie Hoover.
1: Hey, everybody, what's going on?
0: And we managed to scare up Mr. John Orlando, our play by play guy.
2: <laughs> I see what you did there with that pun, scare up. I see what you did there. <laughs> Uh hey everybody, how's it going?
0: And uh, our special guest on this episode of Wrestle Horror, one part of Ohio versus everything, O V E, thumbs down, Madman Fulton, <laughs> Madman, how's it going?
3: Oh, I'm doing great tonight. How are you guys doing? Uh, Good.
0: Doing, doing doing great. Uh, you know, thanks for taking the time to sit down and talk with us.
3: Oh, always, man. I'm my favorite subject to talk about, so please I'll do it with anybody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, for those people that know me, I'm about six foot four, and when I met Sawyer here, I, I looked that up and I said, "You know, not many people make me feel short." And he says, "Well, I, I, I'm good at that."
3: You know, it's the <laughs> top three things: making people feel short, uh, lifting heavy objects, and getting shit off the top shelf. It's about all I guess." <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, Donnie, you had a couple of of questions. Why don't you start it off?
1: Um, Yeah, I was just going back through your history and stuff. And uh, like I said, I'll be honest, I didn't know a whole lot of your backstory, but it looks like you have trained with Jimmy Lee, which is a good friend of mine. And uh, we know a lot of the same people, and it's just odd that we've never really connected or talked until recently. And, uh, yeah, (laughs) ASWA current champion. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. I had the shirt on. Oh, yeah, no problem. I said – so is that, and that's where you started training at. Um, so is, is Jimmy Lee like a, a tough badass to train with? Did he beat you up a lot, or? <laughs> Jimmy
3: Lee's training, like he definitely has like that old school vibe of if you want to make it in the business, like you got to be tough, and like not necessarily that he's going to kill you or anything like that, but like he makes sure that you know you can uh, you can take a licking before you even step in the ring. Uh, oh yeah. Like, I've. It, it's funny because, like, the parking lot's right out on, like, a major highway, and he'll set us out there with, like, a big tractor tire, and, like, cars are passing by and beeping at you the whole time, and, like, doesn't <laughs> care. Like, you, you know, you keep flipping that tire in the parking lot until you're fucking. Uh, oops, sorry. Sorry, I got to make oh, sure dude. I don't. Uh, okay. Oh, no, you're good. Until you can't move, so.
1: Very cool. Yeah, he's, he's turned out a lot of good, a uh, lot of good talent out of that camp. He, like,
3: I think Jimmy really excels because, like, he's – as I said, like, he's super old school when it comes to training and wrestling and everything like that. But he still understands that the business has evolved to a certain point and that, like, things have changed. You can't always do, you know, what worked in the 80s and the 90s. And, like, I think he's a, a really good trainer for kind of finding that nice in-between vibe.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. Oh, good. I was going to ask,
2: uh, Sawyer, how did you end up at Jimmy Lee's camp? Like, when you were – taking a look at getting into the pro wrestling business, why did you end up down in Mansfield?
3: So I went to college at Ashland university, which is a town over. Uh, and I was wrestling in college and my freshman year, I started, I started on the wrestling team, but I kind of sucked. Then my sophomore year, I ended up getting injured and missing some time, but I went like 16 and 16. And I was just like, hey, like, I'm not going to make it as a, as a amateur wrestler. Like that to me was the point It's like, okay, well, I'm only an okay amateur wrestler. So I started looking up schools because pro wrestling is the only thing I've ever wanted to do with my life. And uh, it was down between uh, Al Snow and Jimmy Lee. And I think Al Snow's gym like had just closed or like ran into some trouble or something like that. Uh, So I messaged Jimmy. and I'm like, hey, like this is, you know, 30 minutes away from where I go to school. Do you think I can do this while college wrestling? He told me to go ask my coach. Uh, I didn't, but I told him I did. Uh, <laughs> it, it turns out that you can't actually do both. The NCAA will get real mad if they ever think <laughs> <that. laughs> <laughs> well, you they, they, good luck taking my All-American trophies from me now. Uh, right? <laughs> but anyways, uh, you know, so I told him that and I, I went and I just sought him out. I went through the tryout. Uh, he has free tryouts for anything else just to make sure that your heart's in it and that you really want it um and i like the second i set foot in that ring man like i fell in love like i already loved wrestling but like from the moment i set foot in that ring like i like it's one of those like you know you're hooked like you know you're addicted instantly um and it was just uh i I don't know it's awesome like me and him connected on a really nice level and like the best part about that all is, I think all that extra work and all that extra wrestling and training. My next year in college wrestling, I went thirty-seven and four and took fourth in the nation. And I think a lot of that has to do with my pro wrestling training during the summer.
2: Cool, cool. That's a nice. That's a nice story to hear. How both of those blended together.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. My uh, my coach did eventually figure it out though, and all he told <laughs> me was like, he's like, you're free to you know, don't don't wrestle during uh or don't do any uh, matches during wrestling season. And if the NCAA finds out, I'm going to throw you right under the bus. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) what I want to do.
0: So uh, what wrestlers did you idolize when you were growing up?
3: um, So, like, the first wrestler, like, kind of wrestlers I remember wrestling, uh, you know, uh, liking when I was growing up, uh, Vader was a big influence for me, and then as well as uh, Kane. Okay. See, I, I have an older brother, he's about two years older than me, and, you know, obviously the sibling rivalry, beating each other up, watching uh, wrestling, and his favorite wrestler was always The Undertaker, like, that was his number one, so, like, I, you know, I was a skeezy little brother, like, I, you know, I had to become a Kane guy, but, like, you know, you, you look back at it now, and like, Kane's been on top of the business for, like, 25 years before he we went on to become a mayor, like. That's insane to think about, like, uh, but I still even to this to this day, like, take a lot of influence in in my wrestling persona from Kane, from Vader from guys like one man gang. Uh, if You couldn't tell from the sweet hairstyle. <laughs> you know? And it's like I've always gravitated towards that big guy athletic big guy style is what I've always kind of gravitated towards.
2: So would you say that Vader is the best big man in wrestling or, or is there someone else that you would say
3: is the best big man in wrestling? Oh man. New Japan Vader's up there for me. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Brody, huge fan of Stan Hansen. Um, and I, like, I love Dr. Death, like those big, those kind of like bruiser guys that just like threw Larius like, it was their
1: job, like just ruin people with them, you know? Um, (laughs) Best big man in wrestling. Yeah, I was a Bam Bam guy too myself. Oh,
3: you know what? I might have to lean towards Bam Bam. That's a good. <laughs> I, I wasn't even. That wasn't even thinking about that, but yeah, he's way up there, especially mm-hmm. on the athletic spectrum. Man, that not had it all.
2: Well, I like that you mentioned Brody because I'm a mark for Brody. Yeah, as, as these two guys will tell you, I'm a big time mark for Bruiser Brody. He was mm-hmm. the
3: best. Oh, like he's one of my favorites. I'm like watching like. Uh, especially with with where I am now in my career, kind of uh, where I am, like, uh, persona and character-wise, watching his movements, not just, like, his moves, but literally the way that he walks, the way that he commands the ring whenever he's just standing in there. Like, I take so much of that in, and I pay so much attention to how he just, like, you know, from his entrance on, like, he has you hooked. And that's, you know, that's always been my goal, is, like, the second I walk through that curtain, like, I want every single set of eyes in that building on me. And I think when it comes, especially the big guys, like that's the man to watch. Mm -hmm. You want to learn how to command a crowd, like Brody's the guy. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Definitely.
0: Well, I got to say, I certainly saw that Friday night as well as I was catching up on a couple of episodes of Impact recently. So, uh, yeah, it's a unique. And I was, I've was i been trying to place where I've seen that type of entrance before. Now I know.
3: Oh, oh I, yeah. Like, it, you know, if, if they let me get away with, like, swinging a chain and chasing fans through the crowd, like, <laughs> I would do it. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, I think things have changed just slightly since then. <laughs> <time>.
1: Yes. <laughs> just you a little don't bit. I not think I'd be too happy about yeah. that nowadays. <laughs>
2: no, no. Uh, Jim, so did you mention Impact, um, Sawyer, what's your thoughts on Impact's uh, move to Tuesday Nights into a new network?
3: Man, like, I, I it's, it's hard to describe, like, because I know I, a lot of people took a lot of work into building Impact from where it was. And, you know, I joined, I, I joined in February, had my debut in March. And being just in that locker room with like a, a bunch of guys and girls who just who just want to grow impact like you want you want everybody to do better like everybody pushes everybody because at the end of the day like we have to have a better program for everyone to excel to that next level and it's awesome being a part of something you know it's like old school uh, nxt you're trying to grow something special and when everybody's doing it together it's an awesome awesome feeling And now that we, we got this move to access and they're showing all the pay-per-views every Tuesday leading up to our first, uh, Aaron, like is insane to me to be part of that. And like to be on the upturn of a company and just help it revitalize and like come back mainstream. And honestly, like now that we have a platform to really show ourselves, like, I think impact has, you know, everybody's uh, worried about the, you know, WWE versus AEW, like, you know, I see Impact as the Nintendo Switch of the console wars. Now, everybody's worried about PlayStation and Xbox, but, like, Switch is a great console and sells a lot of stuff, Like you underestimate it all the time. But, like, it has some of the yeah. best games. And, you know, that's that's kind of how I see Impact. Like, everyone's always going to underestimate us, but then you watch the product and you watch our matches, you realize, like, oh, like, these guys are just as good, if not better, than anything else we're going to see on national TV.
2: Cool.
0: Cool. You know, I'm- i um I've watched TNA at its worst, and I've watched Impact at its best. And I gotta say that what I'm seeing uh, on the current incarnation with uh, the anthem management and everything, I've been very, very pleased with the product uh, for about a year now, which is really, you know I, I'm a loyalist, I mean, when right. I was a I was a WCW man growing up. And I was until the day that WWE bottom. <laughs> um and then I found TNA. I've always been, I guess, kinda anti Vince.
3: Right. But and and, and it's and it, and it's respectable. Like I I know a lot of people who are that way. Like and it's not that I'm necessarily anti WWE. I mean, I was there for five years, like I kinda yeah. got it a good taste of how, you know, a lot of the inner workings are. Um but it's so coming from a product such as like NXT and then seeing how they run stuff on the main roster to where we are on impact, like it's definitely more my style, more my vibe. Like Impact is very much the kind of program that like if you're if you're doing your thing and and you're getting over with it like they let you keep going. Like nobody's really in my face and like pulling me a bunch of directions. Uh, which is something I struggled with in NXT. A lot of guys can, you know, really navigate that climate, but I had a lot of trouble. And with Impact, like, they want something. They just may tell me straight up, you know. Even, you know, Scott, uh, you know, one of the executive producers, like, who's super high up the ladder, is not afraid to come to you as a man and just, like, not only see how you're doing, but, like, you know, check where you want to go, how you feel about your character, how you feel about your position in the company. Uh, Impact was the first place I've ever seen someone get hurt and watch the owner get in the ambulance with them and sit in the hospital until they're fine. Like, the way that they they try to take care of the talent as much as possible is so cool to be a part of it. I think that's why, like, we're really going to start skyrocketing as soon as this Access, you know, as soon as we debut on Access.
0: That's perfect because you guys have been moving upwards, like I said, in my opinion for the past year. And I want to keep seeing, seeing it, just keep going. I I love the product. I love what you guys are doing. And I love the fact that they give you some level of creative freedom.
3: Yeah. Like that's one thing, like there was definitely a lot of creative freedom in uh, a place like NXT as well. But like, then like you think you have good ideas, you think you're doing this like correctly. And someone's always in your ear. Someone always has a different opinion. They want to pull you another way. And like, I, I honestly think like the smarter guys, the guys who get over, are the ones who just don't listen and do what they want to do, anyways. Um, but like, you know, I I just wasn't that guy there. And now that like I'm an impact, and like, they just give you that freedom to to do it that way. Like, it's awesome. If they see something that needs corrected, like they they're not afraid to step in and and let you know, but, you know, at the end of the day, like I feel like I'm much more confident and a much better wrestler here than I ever did at NXT.
2: Well, if I can ask about uh, your time in NXT, from the, from the, what you've just described, would it be safe to say that maybe being released from NXT was not necessarily a quote, bad thing, end quote, for you? Or at the time, did you, was it very devastating at the time?
3: It's, it's weird. Like it's much easier to look back at it now. I was released in yeah. November of 2017, so it's been almost two years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's much easier to look at back at it now than it was at the time that it happened. But looking at it now, I was I was rest, I started wrestling in 2010, but I was college wrestling, so like I got like half a year in for two years. So maybe a year in the business when I started with NXT, and then I learned under some of the like. Best names and minds in the business: Uh, Robbie Brookside, Norman Smiley, Joey Mercury, Billy Gunn. um, uh, Albert was there. Sarah Sarah Amato, um, Carino, Scotty Tuhati, Like the amount of influence that I had there. Even Dusty Rhodes. I worked with Dusty Rhodes for years, Mm -hmm. and I didn't realize like how much that really affected me until I'm two years released, and then all of a sudden like. All of a sudden that that, that that nice check isn't coming every week and you gotta just struggle and just go and go and go to make your living off of it. And I'm to a point now where I'm just wrestling again. And it's it's so cool to feel those lessons finally paying off, finally seeing like the path laid out in front of you and where you need to go and what you you think you need to do. Um, so yeah, like I don't think I would have developed to the wrestler I am today had I not gotten injured and released
1: gotcha yeah well while you were in nxt you mentioned earlier about like the old school nxt and and old school nxt to me it was kind of like a magical thing kind of like a ecw back in its time Mm -hmm. um when you were there did you feel that vibe too was it was it coming off to us like it was to you guys in the back was it like the magic there or was it just something that we were seeing
3: it's weird, you know, because, like, I definitely wasn't one of the top guys when NXT was, like, rising, but I started there in 2012. We were going to live events with all, practically nobody there. I watched Bray Wyatt cut one of the best promos I've ever heard in my life in front of 12 people in Palatka, Four. Mm-hmm. Wow. And wow. I do not, I'm not even exaggerating. One of the best promos I had in my life. The guy he was cutting it on, one whole side of the crowd was just that guy's dad with the camera. Like, the whole entire side of that crowd. And it's, like, that, I mean, that's how you learn. Like, that's how you develop your skills. Like, it's hard to wrestle when nobody cares at all. Um, But then, like, more and more people started showing up. And we started to do more and more things. And it's, like, well, now we're going to start going to full sale every week. Now we're going to start giving you more stuff. The venues are going to get bigger. The first out-of-state loop was, like, it, literally, everybody was kind of in shock. Is that like, like oh, like shit? Like we've <laughs> we've come a long way, you know. Like <laughs> it, it's a lot different than twelve people in Flagler, Florida, to like a couple thousand out in Oklahoma, a couple thousand in California, and now like you know, like take over Toronto, take over Brooklyn. Those things like we're doing crazy, crazy numbers, and to think about where it started from that little like warehouse in Tampa to where it is now. I don't even know how they fit all the people in the PC anymore. I was in the PC for a long time and knowing how many people they have, like I honestly have zero idea how they're managing that. But that place is that place is a monster. It's run like, you know, like I know I'm part of the, the competition now with with impact, but like I will not take away from what they did for me and what they did for wrestling, what they've done for like my career. It's, it's crazy you know
2: well i have a question um uh, regarding uh some of your opponents who's uh maybe one of the favorite opponents that you've had a match with
3: or that you've had matches with um i had like like overall or just like from impact uh, overall overall who are some of your favorite opponents um i uh i'm a, I'm a as i said i'm a big fan of like big guys like I like to move and especially when you put me in there with like another athletic big man and we can go at a speed that's like incredible for like 300 pounders it's nuts uh I love wrestling uh Congo Kong's one of my favorite people to wrestle mm, okay. he's just like his mindset and like just how smart he is psychology wise is crazy to me like it blows my mind every single time we're in the ring together um as well as like i i have really really good chemistry with brian cage we've had one match and just tore it down for this little just a little house show in kentucky and just went nuts um and it, I, the first time I've of oh, first and only time i've ever worked with them. uh let's see here some other other fun people i enjoy wrestling with I don't know, man. Like I, 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 just I love pro wrestling, and <laughs> and to me, like, like I, I honestly I don't really have favors because I love coming in wrestling somebody new. I love finding a uh, not so talented, up and coming green guy who, I you know I kind of got to take control. Like everything's different. I really, really want to go work a um, uh, bloodsport. You know, I, I have that amateur background because that—that that to me is a new challenge. I've never wrestled that style of match before. Like, I just—I I have fun with it. Like, no matter who's in the ring, and even now, even now with uh, Impact, working uh, Tessa so much and like trying to figure out that balance of like, how do I not physically murder a woman on TV? <laughs> as a good match, you know, like yeah it, it's a it's that process it's putting the puzzle together it's it's creating a work of art from literally nothing uh that i really enjoy about it.
2: prior to coming into impact did you know uh sammy dave and jake and the other guys from in ove did you did you cross paths and in other indie promotions or whatnot and already kind of knew them or did you just yeah, meet them when you got to impact
3: i actually i actually my first year in the business um i was like just starting to get around and obviously my size attracts a lot of people. Um, And I ended up becoming kind of good friends with Rhino. And one day I was like, literally just got done lifting, was eating and he called me out of nowhere. He's never called me before. He called me. He's like, Hey, uh, any way you can get to Sydney, Ohio and pick up Irish airborne and take them to Pontiac, Michigan, like cover your gas and get you a spot on the show yeah like yeah of course <laughs> I, and I, I lied I told him I was right next to Sydney Ohio like it was like a two and a half hour drive to get there
1: <laughs>
3: no I care like it did not bother me and I went and picked them up uh, took them to that show and then like I'd known of Sammy I'd met him a couple times but it wasn't until NXT that like he and I became like, really really good friends like we were always uh, we were always riding together like he was always in my passenger seat Um and when i got released i i had a pretty decent job in florida and i was working at a zoo which is what my background is from college that's what my degrees are in and i started to get really comfortable and i was making a lot of money not wrestling but i you know, i couldn't get out of florida very easily nobody wanted to pay for the flight um and then i got offered a promotion i saw the amount of money i was about to to be making and in my mind I'm like, if I take this like, wrestling is going to become second and I didn't want that to happen I called Sammy the next day I'm like Sammy like I need I need to do something like I need to something's got to change he's like move to Dayton he's like pack up your shit move to Dayton I'm like alright and I took that took that leap, leap of faith like he said he told me he said move to Dayton bust your ass six months you'll be back to wrestling and in six months i moved here september of last year and just did everything i could i was training if i wasn't training with sammy i was training with jake If not jake i was training with dave dave had me start training classes with rockstar in order to kind of like if i broke it down for younger guys who are training maybe i would understand it more and then like which honestly helped me more than anything um And in six months, like my account was deep in the red and like things were getting real scary. uh, And I didn't know if I was going to be able to make it. I got starting to question all my decisions, whether this was right. Like, am I going to have to move back with my parents? Like what's going to happen? And then all of a sudden the impact contract came along and then all of a sudden more bookings came along. And then like July, August, October, and November are completely full and it's like, It's amazing. Like, it's the first time in my life through pro wrestling that, like, all of this hard work just finally culminates into, like, this final product. Um, But, like, Sammy, like, yeah, he drives me hard. Like, yeah, like, we're all in OVE together. But at the end of the day, like, he's one of my best friends on this planet. And I know, like, even outside of wrestling, I can go to him with whatever and, like, you know, we can take care of it. So.
0: Well, you know cool. speaking of being outside of uh wrestling i saw a picture you posted of you and sammy outside king's island's haunt over the weekend mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. how was it i that is actually my first time going to king's island too okay and, uh yeah i have a uh, i've had a cedar point platinum pass for like a year <laughs> uh, that looked pretty good like i i like a lot of the haunted houses and stuff um it's very hard. Like me, I'm a very reactive guy. I like to, like if I if I jump scare, like I throw a punch, and that's like, the hardest part is like leaving your hands in your pockets and like <laughs> knowing something's gonna pop around that corner and you're not gonna be able to defend yourself. Like, like I know they're not gonna touch me, but yeah, maybe that's the one. Maybe that's the one creepy dude in the haunted house that's gonna hit you. You know. Um, but yeah, and it turns out I don't fit in a lot of the rides at Kings Island. We had to a lot. I took up a lot of Sandy's lake space, and we had actually physically have workers like shove me into seats in some of the rides. Um, so, but otherwise, it was great. I loved it.
2: <laughs> all, like, all I could think about is as a kid, you had that sign that said you have to be this tall to ride the ride. And for you, you just didn't even have to worry. It was it's like the opposite. You have to you can't I, be this
3: tall and ride the ride. They make me they make me walk underneath the sign every single time and none of them care how much i bend my knees i'm always (laughs) like because i'm too tall to ride the rides Six 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 is the limit. same as cedar point so you know i kind of sneak through on that and just (laughs) like i'm shorter uh but then it's funny you brought it up with like the the two the too small to ride i wasn't big growing up really yeah i was i was like really 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 tiny to the point like CPS got called on my mom because they thought that she wasn't feeding me. Like I just didn't put on weight. Um, And there was a time at the Wood County State Fair, I was just tall enough to ride, it's called the salt and pepper shaker. It was like two capsules on the end of a large bar and it just kind of spins you in a circle. And my brother and I went, he was just starting to get big whereas I was still skinny, but old enough, you know, tall enough to ride. They load us up and they flip it upside down to load in the people on the other side. When they did that, he was so big, I slipped out from the safety bar and then continued the ride, just getting thrown around like that. So <laughs> the fact that I even use roller coasters at all at this point is beyond me. But yeah, no, I've had problems with both being too small and too big for rides.
2: That would traumatize me as a kid. That would be it. I, I'm gonna admit. I, I didn't you a but
3: I... Until I was 15. When I was 15 years old, I got on the Raptor at Cedar Point on a bet, and I've been hooked on, like, I'm a theme park junkie, junkie. so, love roller coasters.
0: Right on, right on. Um, so, yeah, you mentioned that you're reactive when people are trying to scare you, uh, and I laugh because, and Donnie knows where I'm going with this, uh, I'm a haunted house actor during <laughs> Halloween season. And For, uh, for which one? Uh, I travel, actually. Um, oh hell yeah i got i've got a team of people that goes around uh ohio indiana kentucky area but i could just see you coming through someplace i'm working i scare you and i get punched no thanks don't want it
3: (laughs) (laughs) one of uh one of the worst because like i'm i'm really easy to jump scare too like that's the worst part of it all for me is like like i'm super confident in myself but like the second something pops around the corner, like I jump like a little girl. Um, <laughs> and we were in the the Mansfield State Reformatory one. Mm-hmm. And there's a part like, you go through the haunted house like ooh props, like scary, but like, it's still in like an eerie place just in general. And the last leg of it, you go down into solitary confinement, right. which at like not only they put people down there, but it, like they didn't have to put anybody down there. And I still would have been just like terrified uh you know walking with a friend of mine uh one year and another pro wrestler was right at the top of those stairs kind of like making sure people went like so nobody was all clumped up right the rest of my group went and he literally just reached out and grabbed me and pulled me aside with my friend i was like uh like uh like what did i do wrong like did i piss somebody off like what happened he pulls this mask off he's like oh hey sawyer guess what uh you're gonna go down there alone. I'm like, oh don't do that, man. <laughs> don't do that. And he's like, Yeah, you goose far enough ahead. You'll be you'll be by yourself. I'm like, dude. Uh, and right <laughs> as I'm walking down, he yells through the stairs, like, hey guys, Sawyer's coming! Get him! And I'm like, Oh god, so now they're just pulling me off by name. And they know I'm easily scared because he just tipped them off, like, ah, like, don't do that to me, man. <laughs>
0: That's great. Oh, I, I love stories like that. And you know, you don't expect it out, out, out of a man your size. There'd be the last thing you do is expect for you to jump and scream like a girl. you
3: know Jump and scream like a girl. You keep coming. That left hook's coming, but, <laughs> but you're, you'll be But you're not going to like what follows it up. I'll tell you. <laughs> like, like, you know, I, 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 I talk down about myself quite a bit and say I'm a little girl and I scream, but like try me monster like come on you're wearing, a, you're wearing a, a werewolf mask like i guarantee you don't got the vision i do i, do. I don't care don't push me
2: uh, i have one final question um because i saw on your twitter that you're a lover of arby's is that correct oh my god yeah <laughs> well convince me convince me what's so great about arby's
3: Ar- dude, arby's is the underrated place man like like, for us, like, we're always worried about, I had, like, yeah, like, fast food's not really where you want to go for, like, a diet, but, like, it's a great place, like, if you just want, like, meat in a box, like, quickly, like, if you're on the road, like, it's a decently good place to just stop and grab stuff. Like, I, I'm a huge curly fry guy when I can okay. afford them, uh, you know, calorie-wise, I would definitely splurge on some uh, some curly fries um but like then they also have like the most unique selection too like how can you go wrong like yeah you got the classic beef and cheddar but they always got something different coming whereas like any other place like it's just the same thing over and over and over again But arby's is like no like yeah, you have a euro you want a euro I have a euro you want chicken? <laughs> so, no, chicken salad like we don't care just buy our food like that's the best part of it.
2: you know what you, you convinced me okay yeah i'm convinced i'm convinced that was if a anything, solid argument.
3: anything else, if anything else, curly fries and, uh, one of those like Jamocha shakes, like done, like you don't even need a sandwich. Just those two things. It should be good enough. <laughs> for anybody
1: <else>. All right.
0: <laughs> any questions guys, uh, Donnie, you got anything uh, for Sawyer?
1: Um, not at the moment. No, I think we covered all the, all the bases and got to know him and well, any advice for, uh, Young up-and-comers, you mentioned you like to work with the, the newer guys, and I'm here in Columbus uh, a few months back, you worked with Baker and uh, had a Baker, good time Baker's with him. my all-time favorite wrestler. Yeah, like, that's what what
3: I My all-time favorite wrestler is, is Baker,
1: 100%. Hands
3: yeah. <laughs> down. Hands down. For anybody watching or listening to this, like, do yourself a favor and go out and look up James Baker Hickey and meet the greatest pro wrestler to ever live. Like, I love Baker <laughs> I'm not even like, it, I don't want it to sound sarcastic when I say like, I love Baker. He's my favorite.
1: Oh, but yeah, yeah. We used him at the fair this year back in August. Um, but yeah, with the but the match between you and him, um, and and you say you like to do that. What advice could you give new wrestlers that are are going to be? Because I mean, I I would imagine Baker knowing he's getting ready to walk out to the ring to wrestle Madman Fulton. He's probably a sack of nerves, you know. <laughs>
3: I was I was messing with him all day. Like, all day. <laughs> like, I did not leave him alone. Um, but as far as advice goes, especially for younger guys, like, something that I can't stress enough, and, like, I realized, what well, so, is what I was talking about before, you don't realize it at the time until you get to where you are. Don't be afraid to fail. Like, a lot of young guys, like, you want to come out, and you, like, you want to look cool and do all this cool stuff. Like, Do something dumb. Do something different. Do something out of the box. Like, if it doesn't work, like, it doesn't work. Nobody's going to remember. Nobody, like, like, Topps has a a card of my first character in NXT where I was uh, doing, like, this weird Hannibal Lecter thing. Nobody knows what that is. Nobody knows what I did after that or after that. Well, maybe because I was tagging with Dawkins. But, like, I've had so many, like, failed characters, failed moves, failed – like in-ring stuff that I do that just like, it just sucked. Like looking back on it, like why did I ever do that? But now looking at my character, there's so many pieces from every single thing that I did that I failed. I took a piece, put it into what Madman is today. Uh, The Hannibal Lecter stuff, really enjoying like the pain that you're putting people through. Like Okay, then that fits Madman. Let's put that in there. There's something I've done. I know how, fans react to it but like other pieces of that character like that nah, throw it out like fail like fail all the time if you're cool all the time like it does like, I don't think it does as much for you like because one day it's not going to work and it's going to stop working you're not going to have anything else you know backed up you're not going to have a secondary plan like like yeah if I can say one thing to young guys like fail fail often no one's gonna remember ever. Nobody's gonna remember. So like, just just do it. Just go out there and do it. And like, I see there's a lot of young guys that I, I talk to at every show that I really, like I like them as people and I want them to excel. And they go out and they do the same thing over and over and over. And they're like, how come, I, how come I'm not getting more of a reaction? Like, cause you're not giving them anything to react to. Like if you go out there and you fall flat on your face, if you try something and fall flat on your face, at least, you know, that doesn't work. Right. Was it like the Thomas Edison thing? Like, yeah. Like he knows 10,000 ways not to invent a light bulb or something Mm -hmm. like that. I forget the actual quote. Exactly. Like I tell a lot of people, I'm not the best wrestler in the world, but I know a lot about how you shouldn't wrestle because I've been really bad a lot, you know, and now that I know all the wrong things, it's really easy to do more of the right stuff. Right. Very good advice. Oh. Excellent.
0: Well, so. um, is there anything, uh, you want to plug coming up? Sawyer, uh, appearances, uh, impact shows, house shows, anything, uh, you want to let the fans know about?
3: Um, yeah, like all of my appearances, I will keep up on my Twitter or my Instagram, both of which are under Fulton world. Um, and then I, I guess as far as show wise, like Impact's the biggest thing right now. Like having that grow and having that get bigger is only going to help pro wrestling as a whole. So like that's one thing. Even if if you hated like what TNA was, or if you, you don't like, if you think that Impact's just going to suck based upon what you've seen from the past, give it a shot. Watch all October long. Every Tuesday in October, we're reshowing all the major pay-per-views and like if anything just check it out just look at them just watch every Tuesday on access you'll get hooked real quick and when it comes time for us to to make our mark and to throw our hat in the ring with uh you know the WWE and AEW juggernauts like as I said I think we're gonna be major contenders and if I could say anything to fans like jump on that bandwagon now because you know we're we're coming for blood, you know?
0: you know? The product keep just keeps getting better and better. Um, Sawyer, once again, thanks so much for uh, taking some time to talk with us. But I have one last thing. I have to get my two co-hosts here. we got to do the OVE thing. You know, it's thumbs up. Come on, guys.
3: Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thumbs up. Thumbs up.
1: Thumbs down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, don't I don't have the cool tattoo on my knuckles. though. I should have got some magic marker or something.
3: Done, okay, one last story. I know I'm cutting you. When I got these done. Uh, my birthday's April 2nd, so it was always around mania season. And I got these done April 1st. And April 1st, I put out the uh, thing, like, Committed for Life, OVE. And, like, a lot of people, including Sammy, thought that I went and got that done. So um, pretty pretty good way. and That wasn't even intentional either. Like I've wanted this tattoo for a while, but it just it works out. Well <laughs> if, if only Penta didn't already snatch that up, I'd be all over it.
0: <laughs> but uh again, thanks a lot, uh Madman Fulton, member of O V E Impact Wrestling, all around monster, and yeah, not a bad guy
3: sometimes. Decent, decent guy. Decent, decent guy. <laughs> uh, thanks Seven for everything All right. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. All right. We'll catch you later. See
0: ya. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media outlets. Facebook.com backslash Horror. Instagram at WrestleHorror. Twitter at WrestleHorror. On our YouTube channel, the WrestleHorror channel. Also, you can find us at www.wrestlehorror.com.